Amidst the grounds of the Miskatonic University stands a grim archive. Within lies a collection of the darkest secrets known to mankind. But visitor beware, for what horrors lie within their pages. Can you resist their maddening call, or will you succumb to the tales from the Orna Library? Tonight's story, Dissociation Part 1, Out-of-Body Experience. Tonight's story features the talents of Matthew Bennett as Mark Overheiser, Jacob Clark as Arthur O'Neill, Stephen Anderson as Phineas Joyce, Noah Yardley as Stanley Miller, and Brittany Shesnock as Avery Becker. This episode contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. John Changin, ANIAC VPSO, what's your emergency? John, it's Gordy. Jane's dead. They killed her. Murdered her right there. Oh, God, there was so much blood. I... Well, slow down, Gordy. What's going on? Them folk who went missing last week, well, they came back. Broke into the cabin outside town. Jane and I followed. I warned her not to go inside, but... She just strolls in and confronts them. I saw it all. They they pulled out knives and, and stabbed her right in the back. I got out of there as quick as I could, John. There was so much blood. John, she's dead. Calm down, Gordy. Stay inside for now. I'm going to call the troopers and get this all sorted out, okay? So much for the sleepy town of Antioch. Welcome back, listeners, to the Tales from the Orn Library. This is the Season 3 premiere, Dissociation. It's Tuesday, the 26th of March, 2019. The sun is setting low in the sky as you all finish boarding Delta Flight AZ-7614. Up in first class, uh, we see the four of you, Arthur, Avery, Mark, and Stanley. And you are all finally getting settled in. Arthur, let's start with you. Why don't you uh, describe what you look like? Um, I am a middle-aged man, about 42. Graying just a bit, very handsome, like Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones. That exact caricature, that's what I look like. Um, Glasses, the nice like elbows with the elbow on the uh, jacket. Gray tweed um, with a briefcase and... uh, yeah, that's about that's about it. All right, Avery, how about you? I'm Avery Decker or Becker. What's Avery Becker? I have really long platinum blonde hair. I'm very pale, so I kind of look like a ghost. Um, I have gray eyes, and I wear like a like a sweater vest, but I wear all like monochromatic colors. All right. 
Mark, you're next. I am Mark Overheiser. Um, I am, I think, uh, around five foot six, uh, bald with like stubble growing around. Uh, same for my face. Despite my position, I'm wearing fairly uh, regular clothes, jeans, cotton shirt tucked in with a belt uh, with the logo of the company on it, and uh, steel toe boots. Alrighty, and Stanley. Stanley Miller is a very tall, very lanky man. He's he stands about uh, six foot four. His face is almost hollow. His cheeks are sunken, but his cheekbones are very sharp. He is, uh, he has a slick, dark brown hair uh, parted to his left side. And he is uh, currently uh, wearing uh, his usual attire of a dark black suit with a uh, white and black pinstripe uh, button-up shirt and a plain red silk tie. Alrighty. And behind you is your wife, Sarah, and your three kids, Martha, Keith, and Stanley Jr. And this is an evening flight, so people are uh, grabbing pillows and drinks are being prepared. And we transition back to economy class, and we see Phineas Joyce. Will you please describe yourself, Mr. Phineas? Of course, of course. Um, Phineas Joyce is an elderly man. Uh, he's thin, nearly gaunt, a uh, fellow with a penchant for wearing the same suit four times in four days without washing it. Um, he's all the way bald on the top of his head, but he keeps the sides neat and cropped despite its weak and graying health. Uh, he sports round bronze spectacles over ashen eyes, which rest sunken on either side of his exceptionally large nose. His mustache is the only hair left on his body, which he keeps short and cropped at the sides, so it doesn't quite pass either side of his lips uh, and his constant grimace. Um, he stood at about a solid six foot in his prime, but now in his old age, he's curled over onto his cane like a thin hook of a man, pulled back down to 5'9". Sounds good, English major. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me there. Yeah, way to make me sound way bo more boring than I actually am. <laughs> so, Phineas, as you're kind of getting comfortable, you feel a tap on your shoulder, and uh, you look over and there's a stewardess, um, and she leans in and is like, uh, excuse me, are you Phineas Joyce? What? Yes. Yes, that's me. Um... I am terribly sorry, but there's been a mistake, and your luggage was put on the wrong flight. We apologize for this inconvenience, and in compensation, uh, why don't you follow me up to first class? Oh, right. Well, I I never, but I... Okay, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, you know, I can take that. Um, she helps you grab your, grab your things and leads you up, and you are put in the vacant seat in front of Mark. So what are you guys doing at, um, before the plane takes off? I am looking over my uh, best script ever for my book, which I don't have a title for yet. Working title. Mm -hmm. um, uh, among putting his uh, luggage away, he's uh, making sure uh, his various blueprints are uh, neat and tidy 
in their uh, packaging tubes. Alrighty. Um, I, so I have never been on a plane before, so I don't know if this is actually something I could do. Uh, could I have my computer out or no? I'm pretty sure. Okay, then I'm just gonna do work on that. Okay. Um, I'm I'm sitting next to Mark, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in front of him. No, oh, I'm in front of him. Okay. Am I sitting next to anybody? Uh, no. Currently, the seat next to you is is empty. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to put up the divider between seats and then I'm going to like sit long ways. Um, so my, my back is against the wall and I'm just going to tilt my head back against the window, kind of start, start dozing off. Alrighty. And soon after that, the plane takes off and you are airborne. And not very long after you get to cruising altitude, you guys watch as a very large man with a very large mustache and ridiculous cowboy hat kind of saunters his way up and uh, he turns to someone in the row opposite you and is like hey you by order of me the federal air marshal I am commandeering your seat for the rest of the flight and the guy is like I paid for this flight well son you're talking to a federal air marshal so I'm afraid I'm going to need your seat and he looks over at the stewardesses and they shrug and take the man back into economy. He looks around at all of you. Name Zeke McGraw, Federal Air Marshal. And he kind of flashes his hip where you can see there, that he's got a gun on him. If any of y'all need any help, you know, I'll just let me know. And he settles into his seat. Someone has a complex. <laughs> Phineas is going to uh, kind of widen himself out and try to make it as apparent as possible that he needs both of these empty seats. <laughs> <laughs> the flight uh, continues. So what do you guys do in this flight as the it gets dark relatively quickly? Um, I'm going to stop a stewardess if I can. Uh, ex- ex- excuse me, miss. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a first-class flyer here. Can I get some champagne, please? Yes, right away. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) First-class free booze. Is that actually how it works? Yeah, complimentary champagne. I've I've never flown a plane ever. Same. Uh, And then Mark is right next to me, right? I'm behind you. Behind me. I'm gonna gonna say, oh, I I get one for this gentleman, too. Um, Uh, Yes, sir. I'm gonna lean. Up, I'm gonna lean, up, lean over to Mark, and I'm gonna say, "It's okay. I used to be poor too, but now I'm riding first class. I got you covered." Uh, sure, buddy. Whatever you say. And I just and like he interrupted me, uh, like reviewing some of my blueprints, and I just go back to reviewing said blueprints. Okay, I'm probably gonna stop the same stewardess and ask for champagne as well. In a big glass. All right, and we'll we'll be around shortly. Thank you. She heads back towards the dining area. Um, I'm gonna lean back to Mark. I'm gonna say, "Did you know? Did you know that John Denver died in a plane crash? Oh, saddest day of the '90s. I I, I tell you, my gosh. Same thing with with John F. Kennedy Jr., Carolyn Bassett Kennedy, Bill Graham, 
Payne Stewart. It's kind of crazy how many people die in plane crashes, isn't it? <laughs> so you're that kind of old guy. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second to. <laughs> Man, I swear, all it takes is just one one idiot in the back row yelling "bomb, bomb," and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything's going fucking south. I, I swear to God. <laughs> well, sir, it looks like the idiot is now in first class, so I would suggest you shut up. First class? I'm economy. Where's my champagne? <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving me a moment to respond, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> so you you like casually glance over and Zeke the air marshal's fast asleep. His hat is over his eyes. He's sawing logs, you know. The stewardess gives you a very stern look. I put my headphones on. I respond to Phineas. Look, buddy, those are some pretty interesting facts. But uh, first of all, I'm really busy here. Uh, Got a lot of work to do, a lot of money to make. And secondly, I don't think other people appreciate, uh, you know, uh, dangerous words on this plane. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you'll excuse me. Yeah, I remember when John Denver died. Uh, <laughs> it was rough. Country Roads is my favorite song. My mama used to sing it to me, which didn't really make sense because she's older than the song. But it's still, the memories are there. What are those, blueprints? I just, uh, I just don't look up and I'm just... <sighs> yes, they are blueprints. Although some of them aren't blue, they're just prints. Well then, that's kind of a misnomer, don't you think? We don't we don't call them prints, we call them blueprints. This is America. If 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 it says something is, then just let it be what it is, goddammit. So about this time, the curtain behind you guys uh, opens and this man starts walking down the aisle. He's thin, gangly, balding. He keeps scratching his neck and he's limping and coughing and shivering and he's giving you guys weird looks. Um, and he stops one of the stewardesses and, ma'am, uh, <coughs> I, I, please, I need to talk to the pilots. <coughs> she turns and looks at the stewardess behind her who shakes her head and she turns back to the man. I'm sorry, sir, but we're not allowed to let anyone into the cockpit at this time. Please, ma'am, <coughs> you don't understand. I, I need to talk to the pilots. If this is an emergency, we can talk behind closed doors. But for now, please go back to your seat. No, please, you got to listen to me. And she starts kind of escorting him back into economy. All right. I wasn't paying attention. I was. Yeah, I'm pretty into this book right now. OK, this manuscript. I, I don't think I paid much attention to it. Gotcha. Stanley, what about you? You've been quiet. Stanley has been quiet because he has dozed off. Very well. So you all continue to do your various tasks and distractions. And there's roughly an hour left of the flight. It was only a three hour flight. And you were flying through clear skies. And then the plane jolts. And all the power goes out. You can hear the engines slowing down and the hostesses begin 
pulling out flashlights and giving each other panicked looks. But despite this, the plane doesn't fall. Make a spot hidden roll for me. All right. I rolled a 17 under 25. Uh, I rolled a 32 under 45. I rolled a 44 over 40. I rolled 13 under 45. I rolled 71 over 25. Oof. So the three of you who succeed, um, you guys are looking out the window and you can see these vibrant lights that are flashing prismatic colors. And you hear a, you hear a young boy in first class, not Stanley's son, but... Uh, someone points out, look, mommy, space lights. Um, if anyone would like to make a listen roll as well, you may go ahead and do so. That's a 98. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I didn't do that. Um, I actually grew up, got a 12 under 45 on that. Okay. I got a five. I'm, I think that's Ooh. good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's five under 25. I got a 12 under 45, so that's a hard success. Okay. So those of you who succeed, you hear this sound of crawling along the hull of almost like insectile footsteps coming from above. And you can hear like someone in the back scream, something's on the wing. One of the hostesses gets up in front and is like, all right, everyone, please do not panic. Everything is going to be okay. We suggest that you prepare for an emergency landing. We don't. And before she can finish getting those words out, there is a dull thud, and the entire left side of first class is ripped open, and the cabin depressurizes. Oh! I would like everyone to make a luck roll for me. Uh, <laughs> we already live. <laughs> we just insta die. No! Awesome! Okay, cool. <laughs> I got six under 55. 26 under 55. Uh, 48 under 70. Uh, I got a, I got a 79 over 35. Oh, 15 under 65. Okay, so I'm going to say that those of you who've succeeded, you managed to uh, buckle yourself up before this happened. But everyone still needs to make an extreme dexterity roll. Oh, hell. But those of you who are buckled up, you get a bonus die. Ooh. Ah, so literally 80% of everyone here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, three under 10. <laughs> All right. Shit. Oh, three. I also got three. Oh, um, I rolled a 51 for my first okay. one. Okay. And then a 64. I had a, I had a 39 and a 40. Under a, uh, under a 45. Okay. This is cruel. I got a, I got a nine over eight. You can spend luck if you want, if you really want to. Okay. I haven't used the bonus die yet. One second. Okay. Five under eight. I passed. All right. Damn. Yay. So Stanley and Phineas, you guys are violently ripped from your seats by this depressurization and you're sucked into the air and Stanley you watch in horror as your wife is also sucked through but 
she doesn't quite exit correctly and smashes her upper half against the plane on her way out and she crumples on her way down. And you watch as also your children come flying out as well with similar disastrous effect. Those of you stuck in your seats, you can see these pink fungoid crustacean-like things enter into the plane and they are chittering at each other and their heads are glowing different colors. I would like a sanity roll from you. Okay. So all those who are buckled are rolling or? Yeah, so that's Avery, Arthur, and Mark. Uh, Mark rolled a 38 under 75. Oh, yeah, I lost that. That's 93 over 80. Uh, Mine was a 44 under 70. Okay. So neither you nor Mark lose any, but Arthur, you lose five. Okay. Now don't worry about going into a bout of madness, because as soon as you see these things, you smell this strange, sickly sweet stench, and you pass out. Oh, all right. Now Stanley and Phineas, the two of you are free falling, and you watch as other people are falling out of this plane but the plane is still in the air. It hasn't fallen from the sky. And I would like the two of you to also make a sanity roll. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a 92 over 75. 89 over 70. So, Stanley, you, you lose seven sanity. And Phineas, you lose four. Oh, boy. The two of you panic and scream and catch a whiff of something strange in the air and you pass out. And then you all come to in a very dark chamber. It feels metallic under your feet and you can vaguely make out each other's shapes and faces. You are still in the clothes you were in before you passed out. You do not know how wide or tall this chamber is. Um, hmm. are we like tied? Nope. We're, we're free. Like we're in a, like a, so we can't see anything. You can vaguely see it's dim. You can make out each other's shapes. You can recognize each other's faces, but you cannot tell how tall this chamber is, how wide it is or anything else, but you can tell that it's metallic. There's, there's no door. There's no window. It's just us. Yep. I guess sit up if I'm laying down. I'm assuming my head hurts, so I'm going to grab my head and just... Actually, surprisingly, your head doesn't hurt. Never mind that. I don't do that. Nothing hurts, actually. Is that the same for all of us? As far as you can tell. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to wake up, like, sit up like I was, like I was sleeping. It's like, ugh. Wasn't I on a plane? What the fuck? This is weird. I'm just like looking around in panic a little bit. Uh, Phineas just kind of... Oh, what the hell? What's going on here? Well, it looks like we're in this metallic box. Wow. Hmm. It must pay you the big bucks, kid. It's pretty fashionable. No, weren't we in a plane? Were we? I think so. I never got my damn champagne. 
Neither did I. Wait, I thought that was a dream. I think you guys have the wrong priorities. If we're not on the plane, I don't remember getting off. Where are we? Dead? Is this heaven? Better not be. I pinch myself. Ah. It doesn't hurt. It, what? You don't feel anything. I don't. I, I, I'm pinching myself, but I can't feel it. Here, let me try. <laughs> I kick him in the shin. You kick me in the shin? You don't feel that either. What the hell? I should be reeling over in pain or on the ground or something, but I'm... Can I wake up now? You were always up. Uh, everyone kind of came to it at the same time, so... Well, first I look around, uh, and then I start uh, rubbing the floor trying to find my bags. <laughs> Just anywhere. I start panicking. <laughs> you cannot find anything. I keep trying. <laughs> Stanley, what about you? Does Stanley remember anything from the plane crash? Like everything? Yeah. Yeah, you recall. You all, all recall everything that happened. Oh, okay. Uh, sheesh. Well, in that case, um, where's my wife? Where's Sarah? Where are my kids? Where are we? No, I I saw them fall out of the plane. Are are they not here? I don't see them. Um, I hate to break it to you, sir, but uh, they did more than just fall out of the plane. Pretty sure they're uh, they're gone. Fuck. Stanley just stands there, trembling. Now wait a minute. You guys fell out of the plane, right? Uh, yeah. I did. If you guys fell out, then how are you here with us and we are here with you? Unless we are dead. Hmm. But no, I don't know. Um, I, I saw the plane when I was falling. It was just, it was just there, like hanging there. What, like it wasn't moving? Yeah, like it was levitating. Stop joking with me. This is serious. I I lost my sense of humor in 42. The day the music died. Shut up. Oh, my God. It was 59. Anyway. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it 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 happened. There were some lights and shit. I I don't understand. Well, is there an exit something? I'm just looking around. Does anyone have any light? Um, Do I have my phone on me? You go to reach for it. You don't have your phone. Shit. I would have a fucking light if I could find my fucking computer. I'm gonna search. I'm gonna like walk as far straight as I can. Okay. You walk for a bit and about 50 feet later, you meet another metallic wall. Okay, so... We were just, there was no metallic wall around us where we were together. It was just the floor, right? So there's like a fog in this room to the actual wall. Yeah, it, it's more of that, it's that dark that you really can't see it. Okay. Can I just scan the perimeter, like well, run, not run, but walk around the perimeter and see if like there's a door or like something? Yeah. You walk around and there's no door, there's no way of ingress or egress to put it 
pedantically. Okay. I guess I'll walk back towards everyone and say, yeah, looks like there's no way to really, like, get in or out of here. Mm. And I start slowly freaking out. Okay. Um, Mark is going to, like, a little bit of curiosity. He got kicked earlier in the shin. I'm going to, like, roll up my pants and see if there was, like, a bruise or anything there. There is no bruise. Hmm. But I can, like, still poke myself and feel it, right? Yeah, you still kind of feel it. Vaguely. But it doesn't hurt. It doesn't leave any mark. There's no pain. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to check my pockets. Do I have absolutely anything on me? Nope. I also check mm. my pocket. All you have are your, are your clothes. Fuck. Um... I'm going to start walking around and seeing if I can, like, find anything, like, to interact with. Okay. Should you want me to roll spot hidden? No. Okay. There's absolutely nothing. It is smooth, metallic walls. Wherever you touch, wherever you look, wherever you jump, there's nothing but the cylindrical metal wall. Oh, cylindrical. Okay. It's not like a square. No. Can can I tell what the metal is like what kind of metal no it just feels like metal hmm. can I knock on it sure to see like if it makes like a vibration sound I'll, like go to like do it on the ground first nothing you can feel it and doesn't doesn't really hurt though and then I'll go to the wall there's a vague a vague echo but nothing else we're in a can of sardines and as you guys are sitting here, you start to hear this high-pitched whine and you start getting a headache at like the back of your head. Uh, everyone roll a power roll for me. Ugh. Power roll. Okay. Oh, wow. I actually... Whoa. I did not expect that. Um, I got a 70 under 75. 46 under 80. A extreme success of 8 under 70. I got a 39 under 75. I got a 69 under 70. Nice. Oh, so you all succeeded. Okay. So you guys feel your grip on consciousness leaving you. And just before you black out, you can make out this pattern kind of almost imprinted in your vision it's three dots in an equilateral triangle with a single dot in the middle. And then everything goes black again. So Mark, you slowly begin to come back into consciousness. Your head feels fuzzy and you find yourself lying on a cold wooden floor next to a tan couch. Uh, your legs are resting up on top of the lip of it. Um, you're behind said couch. And it's then that you realize two things. You are buck naked, and there is blood all over you, the floor, and splattered on the couch. What? What happened? I, I try to, I, I, well, I stand up, and I look on all over me to see if it's my blood or if it's someone else's, like if there's anyone nearby. Mm -hmm. So as you stand up, you can see that there are 
five people in the room. On the couch before you is a Caucasian man who is lying on top of a woman of mixed race. There's clothes strewn all over the sofa. And uh, on the ground in front of the couple, on the hearth of a stone fireplace, are two men. One is a heavyset Latino man, and the other is a tall African-American man. They appear to be embraced with each other. Um, all of them are covered in blood and naked, just like you are. The fifth person lies on the ground by a door to your left. Uh, they appear to be female, and she has five rather large-looking knives protruding from her back. Go ahead and make a sanity roll for me. All right. Oof. That was an 87 over 75. Okay. So you're going to lose four points of sanity. Oh, lovely. As you recoil in fear and the sound causes some of the other people to start stirring. So, Phineas and Avery, you both come to at about the same time. Phineas, you find yourself naked, lying on top of a naked woman of mixed race. She is slim and has an angular face with a hair full of messy ringlets, and she appears to be covered in blood. Avery, you see a strange, naked, Caucasian man covered in blood looming on top of you. He has an athletic build, square face, and a wide neck. And it seems that the two of you were just engaged in uh, sexual activities. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, okay. I'm gonna get off of her then. Well, I'm gonna assist you because I'm gonna push you off of me. <laughs> <laughs> I get off very fast. Um, yeah, I try to cover myself until I get to close. Same. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, what the fuck is happening? Um, I haven't been this fucked since the 70s. Shut up, what the fuck is going on? When, I don't know. Phineas, your voice doesn't sound like your voice. It sounds younger. It sounds deeper. I... <clears throat> I, uh... Oh, boy. What's happening to me? It's now that you notice a similarly unfamiliar man looming over the both of you. He is also Caucasian, but has a doughier build and wavy blonde hair. He, too, is once again naked and covered in blood. And in front of you are a Latino and African-American man in similar states of bloody undress. Uh, sorry, I'm still trying to process what just happened. <laughs> Yeah, me too. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, uh, I'm going to look for a way out of here. <laughs> what the hell? And uh, in this commotion, um, you guys also notice that there is a, a body by the door in front of you. There are five large knives protruding from her back. So I would like a sanity roll from you two. Holy shit, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. Um, that's a 22 under 75. Okay. That's a 74 over 70. All right, Avery, you lose two sanity. That's not that bad. <laughs> the two of you yelp and jump back. After you kind of gather yourselves, I assume the two of you are trying to find some clothes now. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. <laughs> Am I still present? Yes, you are watching all this take place. Okay. So a sudden commotion jolts you, Arthur, and Stanley awake. You're both looking closely into the eyes of an unfamiliar man. Stanley, the man before you, is a tall, bearded, black man with large glasses and a squarish head. Arthur, the man before you, is a heavyset Latino man with a well-trimmed beard. The two of you are embraced, and it seems pretty clear that you were engaged in some sexual activities. Uh, You are also both naked and covered in blood. Blood? Okay. So there are also these three unfamiliar people looking at you, also naked and covered in blood. There's a woman of mixed race and two Caucasian men, one with a one shorter with an athletic build, the other taller with a kind of doughier build. I'm going to step away from this uh, finely trimmed bearded Latino man and try to get bearings of what's going on. All right. You stand up and there appears to be a woman lying in the ground to your right with, well, five large knives protruding from her back. I would like... uh, Arthur and Stanley to make a sanity roll. Mmm, yes. Nice. That is a 71 under 75. Okay. I rolled a 64 over 63. Oh, shit. So you only lose one. Um, Ooh. And it is now that you, Arthur, see a mirror behind the doughier man. And you don't see yourself. The face that looks back at you is not the face that you remember being yours. I rush up to the mirror and like do what I'm assuming I would do and just like actually look at it and move and make sure that that's not me. Okay, so you guys all watch as this tall, spectacled black man rushes past you to look into this mirror hanging on the wall. What do the rest of you do? Uh, I'm still a little more focused on the dead lady. Can I see her face? No, she's laying on her belly. Uh, I'm going to try and like move her over to see who it is. Okay. Uh, you do not recognize this person. Uh, I just call it to everyone else. Hey, um, does anyone else know who this is? I look at where the voice is coming from, does that look like, does it look like Mark? Well, you don't recognize the voice. And that's when you all sort of realize that you're not speaking in the voices you're used to either. So that's not him. As far as you can tell. Also, I would like you to make another sanity roll because you saw that you are no longer yourself. All right, 62 under 75. Okay. So you only lose one. All right. Did I find clothes to put on? Yes, you did. Cool. I'm going to put them on, (laughs) please. Yeah, I should probably follow suit, actually. So I'm just going to say, eventually, you all find the mirror. Okay. Yeah, because that's also curious. And so, just like with Arthur, that is not your face that looks back at you. You all appear to be in someone else's body. And I would like the rest of you now to make another sanity roll. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm good. 59 under 68, I believe I am now. 
Okay, so only one. Oh my god. 76 over 62. I rolled an absolute zero. Woo! What a waste of an absolute zero. Um, I'm 24 under 71. So, Noah, that was a fail from you? Oof. That's a six sanity loss for you. Fantastic. I'm at 56 sanity. I started off at 70. Dude, unlucky. Noah, I would like you to make a intelligence roll. Fuck. 42 under 50. So, Stanley, after being in that dreamlike space, you are 100% positive that this is real. And that thought terrifies you. So much so that when you glance over to the woman on the floor, you know what you have to do. The only way to get back into your real body is to kill the one you're in now. You don't have to tell me twice. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. No, sorry. Um, uh, fuck. I guess I'm just going to run for the knife, that, run for the lady and try to grab one of the knives out of her. What's he doing? What is what's he that doing? guy doing? Get him. What is, what's happening? What are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. Um, I'm going to I'm going to run toward him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna help. <laughs> I'm gonna run towards him too. I'm. I'm also. I'm not gonna do anything. Okay. Like I don't know. He's run for the knives. So that's Avery and Tinius who are trying to stop him. Yes. Yeah. So he rushes over and pulls out one of these bloody knives from her back. Um, I'm gonna try to wrest it free from his control. To just kind of, I'm gonna grab his wrist, wrist with one hand, and uh, take out the knife with the other. Okay. Uh, Stanley, I want you to make a dexterity roll. And Phineas, I want you to make either a dex or strength. And before you roll, let me give you your new character sheet. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just got something. (laughs) So go ahead and make those rolls for me. Okay. And the two of you who are standing back, um, that would be Arthur and Mark, make a spot hidden roll for me. Okay, let me roll, and I got a 29 over 25. Can I push, since I've been trying to figure out, like, what's going on with, like, myself? Sure. Yep, no, that's 30. Okay. Mark, what about you? Uh, it's a 40 under 45. Okay. So as you see these three people run towards the body, you see that they all have this circular flap of skin on the back of their neck. It's not sutured, it's not bloody, but it's there. So back to Phineas and Stanley. Uh, so what did you two roll? Um, I actually rolled another 24, um, same as before, under uh, under a 45, so that's a hard success. Okay. I got a hard success of 25 under 65. Oh, I'm sorry. Mine was 24 under 65. I was using the old character sheet. Uh, Okay. Avery, were you doing anything as well or? Uh, I ran up, but I realized I I, I kind of panicked when he pulled up the knife. So. Gotcha. So, Stanley, you've got this, this knife pointed right at your chest and you're trying to push it in. 
but this strange man is just preventing you from doing it. Uh, the knife is literally like an inch away from your sternum. Like it's it's really close, but the man manages to yank it from your hand. Calm down, son. I'm going to immediately reach down for another. I'm going to try to stop it. I thought that was what was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, again, uh, Stanley a dex and Avery either a dex or strength. Oh, well, it's going to be dex. Uh, can I help her with this? Because I kind of sure. see it coming too. Sure. Do I do I get anything with him helping? Or? Yeah, I'll say you gave each other a bonus die. Okay. Woo, that was way better. Okay, cool. Uh, I got an extreme success of 11 equals 11. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. What is that compared to? I got a 14 under 65. So, uh, Stanley, what was that you rolled? Uh, This is a 46 under 65. Okay. So you go to grab a second knife, but these two strangers are too quick and too strong, and they grab you, and they subdue you, and you are... Uh, at their mercy, so to speak. What the hell are you trying to do? I, I can't live like this. I, this isn't, this isn't me. What do you mean this isn't you? I, I mean, this isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm not me. I, I don't, I don't know who I am. What's your name, sir? Are, are you dull? I just said I don't know. What do you think your name is? What do you think your name is? Well, the last name I know of is I was Avery Becker, and that's all I, that's all I know. <laughs> I'm Phineas Choice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, so this, the bout of madness, do, am I even capable of conversation? Actually, I should have asked that before. Yeah, you're fine. And actually, as you're talking, it, you kind of, it kind of manages to the impulse seems to subside. Well, in that case, uh, I remember the name Stanley, Stanley Miller. Okay, cool. Let's stop reaching for knives and let's try to calm down and figure out what's going on. Okay, I can, I, I think I can handle that now. Okay. I apologize for the um, frantic decision and uh, something came over me. You're fine. This is some freaky shit going on. You can say that again. So, uh, you're Avery and you're Phineas and you're Stanley, right? Yes. Uh, yep. Y- yep. Yes. Um, my name is, uh, Mark, Mark Overheiser. Um, I was, I'm an, I'm an architect. I was on a plane, and we were in some weird room. At least I was. I don't know. That's sounding familiar. What you're I remember this. Yeah. Yes. This sounds familiar. There was a bright lights at one point. Were you all with me on the plane? Uh, I don't know. I talked to yeah. nobody on that plane. I I was talking. I think I think it was you. I was going to give you a champagne since you're riding in the economy class, you poor soul. <laughs> that couldn't have been... That couldn't have been you. That was an old man. Well, I mean, I was getting on in years, but... Well, do you look like yourself? Because I don't look like myself. None of us look like ourselves. 
I remember being pretty cut. I didn't have hair. I have hair now. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was just thinning a bit before. Um, I was a different race. I also was a different race. I was white. I was also very white. <laughs> I'm now 6'4". All right, cool. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is bonkers. So about this time, you hear the sound of cars pulling up outside and the door bursts open, revealing four Alaskan state troopers. Two of them are men and two of them are women and a tall Native American man in a sheriff's uniform also walks in and they see you and they see the body. And that is where we're going to end this session for the night. Sincerely thank you for listening to our strange story tonight, and we hope it gave you chills and thrills alike. Join us next time for part two of Dissociation, Identity Crisis. Follow us on social media. We are Tales from the Orn Library Official on Facebook and at Orn Library Pod on Twitter. Additionally, you can visit our website at talesfromtheornlibrary.com where you can view all the handouts used in the show thus far. And until next time, remember, the library is always open. Bye.